How we doing? How we live in Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees here for you with another episode of Talking Football. It has been a little bit since we've had an episode, roughly nine to ten days. We decided to take a vacation, but we did have an awesome interview that we dropped last week. If you haven't listened to it, go back and do so. This is the guy, Mr. Clay Mack, who has trained some of the best corners in the league, Marshawn Lattimore, Jamal Adams, the, you know, Famous third round or excuse me, third pick of the draft this last year, Jeff Akuda. A uh, big thing was coming from him. It was an awesome interview. It was a great time talking to him. Uh, but the person that I'm excited to talk to the most today has been Justin Trees. We talked a little bit this morning. I was like, hey, what time can we hop on tonight? And he told me it had to be six my time. And I was like, you're kidding me. You're going to make me wait even longer in the night so I can hear your voice and talk to you. But here we are. It's been a little bit. We haven't even caught up yet. Since my vacation, I've talked shit on social media, but Justin Trees, how are you, BB? You have talked a lot of shit, so I just have to keep sending you amazing pictures of Utah, but you wonder what? It's fine. Actually, I hope everybody feels like you. I hope nobody wants to come here because, I mean, if more people show up, it's not going to be as open. It's not going to be as cool, so it can be my my hidden secret. No big deal there. I would appreciate it, Um, but overall, vacation was nice. Um, I got a lot of shit done. Like, mine wasn't a vacation. Yours was vacation. Mine was, okay, it's time for Therese to get some shit done around the house. So <laughs> I redid my entire office. Um, looks great behind me. I'm going to just say it for myself that it looks great. Um, I We poured a huge RV pad in the backyard of cement. And, like, now I'm ready to buy an RV. So that's where we're at there. So that's going to be great. Um, Damn. And, yeah. I know, right? So I'm excited. I've been waiting. So it's been, yeah, like you said, it's been nine days, ten days since we released an episode. But it's been just under two weeks. It's been 13 days since we recorded and since we've spoke. So longest we've gone without talking for roughly two years. So yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, I realized how much we talk and how good of a friend you actually are because i'm like those memes it's like oh when you're when your two friends are busy and you can't talk to them (laughs) you know like that i was that guy just sitting around my house um also got a shit ton of madden in in the last two weeks really um yeah like i'm just letting you know you won't get within 17 points of me right now the way i'm like okay See you tomorrow night, pal see you tomorrow night okay tomorrow night we will fine we'll stream it We'll let all of our listeners watch this, and I'm letting you know. I'm, you know, like when you go to Vegas and you don't leave when you're on a heater. I'm on no. a heater for two, I'm on a heater for two weeks straight on Madden. It's very hard for me to leave. So um, that's where we're at. <laughs> Did you know what it's like to be in Vegas and be on a heater? Uh, really don't, but I bet it's a, I bet it's a great feeling. Uh, I do think that's a great idea to stream us playing. Uh, just be prepared to hear me cuss a lot, uh, and then I'm going to bitch about the game, and then I'm going to be yes. mad that I'm bitching, and it's just me bitching about bitching, and every, and I'm just like, stop bitching. There's a lot of bitches and right there. Silent. I'm just quiet the whole time because you're talking enough for the both of us during that game. <laughs> <laughs> there, I mean, there will be times where something will happen, and I'll just be like, you know that was bullshit, right? And you'll just go – yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, that's why I hate this fucking game, and then we'll play another two. <laughs> we will. That's the problem is we, we can get on to just play one game, and we'll end up playing four. That's the problem. 
<laughs> yeah, and I'm pissed on three of them. Uh, that's just that's how that goes. But dude, you know, I did talk a lot of shit about the area, and I feel bad because I was born in Idaho and then moved to Arizona and then moved literally to the middle of nowhere in Missouri, uh, just farmland of a village of 700 people. Graduating high school class was 39, and I give you shit about living in the mountains. Dude, I don't live nowhere. <laughs> like, you have to take roads into my town, and if you drive past the main road, you ain't getting in for another six miles to where the other one is. That's just how hard it is to get where I am. But driving across the country to Wyoming, Idaho, Montana, South Dakota, Nebraska, I mean, just there and excuse me, there and back and in, included in Iowa, back down to Missouri, it was amazing. The weather is gorgeous. I was wearing a hoodie in the mornings and at night in July. I'm up in the mountains. I'm up north. There's mountains everywhere. It's like a continuous backdrop, perfect scenery that is just like, oh, my God. I can't get over it. I, I would just catch myself just standing in the middle of our Airbnb yard just looking at the mountains like, this son of a bitch, Justin Treese, gets to see this every day. I loved it. It was it the hiking. Uh, I'm not a big fan of hiking. After a while, it's like Jesus Christ. I get it. Trees, you know where the mountains at, and I'm walking away from them. That was kind of when I got annoyed. But when you like come up on a lake, and you know you you're looking at the lake, and then you get the backdrop of the mountains, and the the way the light's shining on, you get like a mirror reflection on the water. It was gorgeous, dude. I I thoroughly enjoyed being up there, and I totally get why you just hope no one else goes because it has kind of turned into like a little touristy because with everything going on, people want to be outside. What's the best way to do that? Let's go to the mountains. Well, when everyone's at the mountains, you're dealing with the same shit you are in the city, it feels like. But it no, it was amazing, dude. Yellowstone? Oh, my, that was nuts. It's like God made a zoo for himself. And we named it Yellowstone. We yeah. would drive around a bin, and it's like, hey, here's the earth just spitting up hot water. You know, it happens all the time. Old uh, was it Old Faithful. Yep. In my mind, it, I was talking to Mello about this, and we're standing there looking. I was like, dude, the weird thing about this is, is knowing like this is like completely natural and happening underneath the surface of the earth, and it's been happening forever. This isn't like an attraction where they come in and flip a switch and turn it on. It's the world actually doing it. And then you see, you know, the other stuff that's boiling and then you drive around a bend and it's like, okay, this looks completely different than what we just drove through the last three miles. It's like, I don't understand how Yellowstone could look different so many times. It's crazy. It's nuts. I understand also why they call it a geyser because the person that found it was probably with a group of people and it was like, uh, guys, uh, guys, so we probably going to look at that or should we probably go away? That was a joke Mel and I had while we were there. It was like, that's why it's named Geysers. Like, guys, or should we go, you know? Yep. But, dude, well, beautiful. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of you right off. now. No, it's, it's, it's fine. I'm glad that it only took two years for you to come around on it. So, it's awesome. All right, we're going to get into it now. So, we have a loaded show. Um, like we always say, NFL doesn't sleep. Um, so, taking vacation means you get far, far behind. I almost did a solo episode in the middle of the week last week because there was so much stuff. But you want to know what? I couldn't do an episode without talking about Mahomes 
So I didn't want to do one. But before we get there, let's do a little Trisipia. So I have a the last time every single team got shut out. I have that on paper right now. Who do you think has the longest active streak of not being shut out? The longest active streak of not being the longest active streak of not being shut out. Uh, is it the Patriots? No, it is not the Patriots. No way it's the Chiefs. No way it's the Chiefs. Hmm. The Cowboys. Uh, no, the Cowboys were shut out in 2018, actually, so pretty recently. Oh, yikes. Okay. Uh, the Saints. Bingo. The Saints. Yeah. What, what year do you think they got shut out? 2006? Longer. Uh, 1998. 2002. Let's split the difference there. Okay. So... January 6th of 2002 was the last time they got shut out. Let's go with your team, the Kansas City Chiefs. When was the last time they got shut out? Fuck, uh, 2011? Uh, close, 2012. <laughs> Dang it, I was going to say, yeah, because that was the year they were the first pick. <laughs> Wasn't that long ago, man. That's how fast everything can change for a franchise. Thank you, Patrick Mahomes. Yep, exactly. Okay, so let's go with the top teams that it's been the longest. So the Saints are number one, January 6th of 2002. Uh, The Ravens, September 15th of 2002. Panthers, November 24th, 2002. Then you have the Steelers at November 26th in 2006. The Vikings, November 11th, 2007. And then the Jaguars, October 11th, 2009. Those are the top six. Then you have the Lions are a week after them, and then you're going into 2010 and later. So who was the most recent team to get shut out? The most recent? Is it Miami? Uh, no. So there was one, two, th- there were four teams last year that got shut out. Miami was one of them, but they were the first team of the season. So there are three teams. Cincinnati. No, Cincinnati is uh, 2017. So they're a bit. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of like the top picks. Uh, the Lions. No, the Lions were in 2009. So they have the seventh longest streak. Dang it. So not Cincy, not the Lions, not the Dolphins. Who else was up there? Jacksonville? No, remember I just said that they have like the fifth or sixth longest streak. You mentioned so many teams there, I got flustered. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, just go down the draft order, dude. That's what I'm trying to do in my head, but I'm so flustered right now. Um, I already said the Giants. The Giants weren't even up there. St. Fran- no. The Jets. The Jets are the most recent. October 21st of last year. Yikes. October 20th, the day before, was the Washington Redskins. <laughs> so Man, by one day, Oh, what is it? The goddamn Jets. <laughs> the goddamn Jets. Um, 
And then another team that got shut out last year, the Tennessee Titans. Wait, say that again? The Tennessee Titans were another team that got shut out last year. Four teams. When? Dolphins, uh, October 13th. Damn. So my guess is... Yeah, that, that was before that the, the before they made um, the switch to Tannehill though, because they didn't make that switch until like week, I think it was seven or eight, and that's got to be right around that time. So, um, yeah, they got shut out by the Broncos, sixteen to nothing. Wow. Yep. Oh, one, one to one. I think Tannehill did come in that game. He did. So Mariota started the game. Tannehill came in and went 13 for 16 for 144 yards, but still couldn't put up any points. And they, dang, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> it does suck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sucks to suck. Then they went on to win six or seven. That was that's how that went. So there we are in that. So that's that's how they go on to the the AFC Championship game. I mean that that's why you love football is just because shit like that can happen at any moment. You can go from being shut out to appearing in the AFC Championship game. Like that's just the beauty of it. I mean we mentioned the Chiefs. Their last time they were shut out was 2012. Boom, get the first pick in the draft. Here comes Andy Reid and Alex Smith. The next year, bam, here comes Patrick Mahomes eventually, and now you're Super Bowl champions to end the decade. That's why we love football, and that's why we're here. And speaking of Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, that dude got broken off, and he did it in a way of still helping the team as he's there for the next 12 freaking years. I'm so excited. I I can't even talk right now. And then – it's like, you know what? We knew they were going to sign Patrick Mahomes. We knew it was going to happen. Did I know it was going to be a baseball contract? Jesus Christ, I don't think anybody did, but thank God he did. The highest contract for any sports player, and for the first time in history, it's a football player, and of course, he just happens to play for my Kansas City Chiefs, and I love it. And the way that he set up his contract, it leaves room for them to sign other big players like Mr. Stone Cold Jones, Chris Jones, CEO of Sack Nation, gets signed as well for four years, $85 million, gets the money that he wanted, and here we are. Hashtag run it back. Hashtag y'all screwed. Hashtag good luck everybody else. Oh, You already know. You guys are screwed. Get out the way. Get off the tracks when the train's coming through. Hashtag in Beach we trust. Shirts for sale. Check them out. MikedUp1013.com. All right. So we done now? I don't know. I'm still happy. <laughs> yeah, we're so, done. <laughs> um, awesome. It, it was fantastic to see. I'm pumped that it's baseball-type money. I'm so excited that he's the highest-paid athlete. It's just so good for the sport. So that's awesome. Um, Deshaun Watson's got to be super fucking happy. 
Because now oh. he has all the leverage in the world. I mean, I know he's not getting Watson money, or he's not getting Mahomes money, but he's going to be higher than what we all probably expected. So he he's probably going to get what we thought Mahomes was going to get. Like, that's probably where it's at at this <laughs> point. So good for him. Um, I'm way more excited about the Chris Jones one. Way more excited. And that's more just because... I've been the Jones guy. Like I've just been, I I've been pounding the table that he was the Super Bowl MVP. So uh, I'm super excited about that. I love when the defensive linemen get paid. Um, I think that they do a lot more for the sport and a lot more for teams than even what some people realize. You obviously don't with you being so close to the Chiefs, but I think that a lot of normal people would be like, Chris Jones, does he really do that much? Yes, yes he does. He makes that defense as much as the Honey Badger makes that defense. Chris Jones makes that defense <laughs> like those two together are just like what make it what makes it run so super excited about that um it's gonna be awesome to see all this play out like you said Mahomes did it so he maneuvered it so they can get other people signed or get other people re-signed and it's gonna be interesting to see how it all plays out right like at some point like you're gonna have to be drafting very very good players in that fourth fifth sixth round to make a difference but the way it's structured, the next couple of years, you're good. Keep the team going, right? So I think that's awesome. So um, and I think that's the plan, right? Like you just, hey, let's let's keep this core intact. We'll worry about the future in two to three years. So very cool. Um, next one, Derek Henry, four year, fifty million dollars. Um, big contract. Uh, uh, not in the top three. So. Pretty interesting. I think it's a perfect deal for him. I think it, it's perfect for the Titans, as much as I hate to say it. You don't overpay for him. You get him. If he busts down at the end of the contract, it is what it is. You're going to you're gonna get a couple more years out of him. You are. You're going to get at least two. I think you're probably going to get three. Year four, you're probably going to be releasing him, or he's going to – that's the year that he breaks down, and you go, well, we got the whole contract out of him. It, no big deal. So – I think it's great. Um, that team is going to be good again. Um, I don't. I, I don't think anybody thinks they're AFC championship material again. I think that was just like a perfect storm. But they're going to be the team that is just tough, hard to beat, and nobody wants to face them, especially when you get into November and December. That's what they're going to be. The question is, is, do they win enough games in September and October to make it so they at least make the playoffs, and then they see if they can just make a run by just pounding the football yeah i mean i everything you said was spot on i think this is a perfect contract for both of them and that's what's so good about it because in two years like you mentioned we're gonna be like hey he's got his guaranteed money we're we're moving on from this everything's falling apart not as good as what we thought it was we paid him and Tannehill. damn maybe it was just a one-year good luck charm after you know being shut out in the middle of the season then Tannehill became our guy leads us to the afc championship game i don't know i thought it was I, excuse me, I do know. It was a great deal for both of them. He doesn't, they don't pay him a ton of money. They were able to open up more cap space as well. So I think they're heading into the season with like $24, $25 million left in cap space, which is, which is a good spot to be in if you're the Titans because this leaves you room to build or head into next offseason with whatever you have going on to pay anybody else that's up. This is, this is good for everyone involved. I'm happy for Derek Henry and I'm happy for the Titans. Now, someone who's not happy is Yannick Ngakwe, and I'm just going to go ahead and take a back seat because 
I want to hear your rant on this. I'm sure you're done with it. I'm sure you have a lot to say. So the mic is all yours, dude. Before I go there, do you think because they open up space, the Titans, that is, that they will bring back Logan Ryan now, who is still a free agent? It would be very smart of them to do so. It would. It would be very, very, very smart. Give him a one-year deal, pay him a little bit more of like what he was wanting. So to me, that's what—that's actually what popped up into my head when I noticed how much salary cap they were going to have. All right, so Yannick, um, he's been pretty quiet on Twitter and stuff. Um, Finally. But, but there are reports now coming out that they, the Jags have been getting offers. He's been talking to teams. He has been talking to teams about contract extensions and the willingness to play on the tag for another team. So good there. Uh, the report is the Jaguars got a Pro Bowl player offer. Um, I do that in quotations because, cool, let's not forget Xavier Rhodes was a Pro Bowler last year, right? So um, let's like everybody's like, it was probably like Jamal Adams. No, it probably was someone like Xavier Rhodes that was a Pro Bowler technically, but let's not forget that he was also like a fifth alternate, you know, like that's probably what it was. Uh, they say that the Jags said no because the per- player didn't fit their system. Um, that's interesting. If it like, to me, it's like the Jags are so bad right now. Like if it was a really good player, they would have just said yes. Like, cause they just don't have that much talent. Right. Like if you knew you were going to get that, but, um, teams need to realize, I, and there's even reports of like, and I don't remember who posted it. It was like, yeah, somebody offered him a third rounder. I bet they would accept. No, they're going to get a third rounder anyways. They are like, if he leaves in free agency, they get a third rounders. So, Minimum is a second round pick that they would take. Like, why would they, why would they accept a third rounder if they're going to get one back when they could just get one back and keep him this year and make him play? Um, you and Melo talked about this earlier this week about like you hope the teams don't do that. Like, you hope that they don't hold guys hostage and stuff. Yes and no. I I actually don't completely agree with it. Like, I I agree. Like, I I agree when you're a free agent. You should be able to do this type of stuff. If players don't like it, they should – in the CBA, they should have been taking away the franchise tag. And even again, they didn't get rid of it. So, like, they clearly don't hate it that much. Like, they, they – I'm not saying they like it. They clearly don't. Nobody wants to play on a one-year thing where you have no security. But it clearly is not one of their biggest pet peeves about the contracts that they do. So, um, for me, I'm just like – just – Keep him. Like just, just hold on to him until you get that right offer. Um, and that, that's clearly what they're doing. I think that I actually think that Dave Caldwell is playing this very smartly. I think he's waiting for the right thing, and I think he knows once training camp starts. Which, by the way, some teams are supposed to report in like 48 hours. By Rookies the way, are. yeah, crazy. Um, but like once. Tra- training camp starts and coaches start to like look at defenses and they're going to go holy shit we don't have a pass rush like we're we're screwed like go to the gm like we we got nothing like teams are going to be able to pass it on us all day like eventually a team's going to go okay we'll pay up and i know that like guys like everson griffin are there but he's also 32 you have Clowny, but like Clowney is just a lot better at like stopping the run and stuff than an actual pass rusher like like Yannick is a pass rusher that like makes a difference there. When Clowney, 
I like Clowney. I think he's a very good overall defensive lineman, but I think Yannick gives something that Clowney doesn't. So I think that in the end, I think something gets done before the season starts. Um, but And I think it's going to be something good for the Jacks. I mean, I think you're going to be – I like what you said about teams are going to go to camp and be like, uh, we ain't got shit as a pass rush because <laughs> that's probably exactly how that's going to play out. Um, where do you think he – is there any team in your mind that just sticks out more than others? Philadelphia and Seattle. And Seattle. Yeah, I think Seattle's pass rush is garbage without Clowney. I think that's the only – like, I've said this multiple times on this podcast. I think that Seattle is the favorite to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC, but, like, that's the one thing that makes me a little bit nervous is their pass rush is just not as good as it should be or as it was as it was last year, I should say. I think they have good defensive tackles. I think Reed is good. I think Puna Ford is good. They have good defensive tackles. I don't think that their edge rushers are that good. I think that's fair, yeah. Especially if they don't have Clowney. I mean, that would be, dude, that'd be awesome if they got Yannick. Cause that would that would be great for Seattle. That would make you happy. Yannick gets to go somewhere else. I'm sure they're gonna give you a good deal. Dang, that makes so much sense now that you explain it that way. I think so. They got they got Clowney for a third rounder. Third rounder? Is that what it was last year? Yeah. I believe so. Third rounder. Yep, third rounder. Yep. Um, you give up a second rounder, see what happens. Again, I think the Jags are really optimistic about getting a first. I think that, I think at some point they may just bite the bullet and say, okay, second's the best we're gonna get. Obviously, like keep holding out though, because like I said, if a team is desperate, they will give up a first rounder. They go, especially Seattle. Hey, we're gonna be picking in the 30s anyways. Like, we're not gonna get a Yannick Ngakwe in the 30s. So, let's just do this. So, especially if he's willing to play on the tag again. Like, if you're like, hey, this gives us a year to, like, move money around. Like, GM's got to like that. Yeah, damn. Look at your freaking mind going to work. I love it. I freaking love it. I've missed it, and I love it. All right, let's move on from this so I, you know, don't get all too excited here with you. Uh, The Washington story has come out. The football team in Washington, uh, the Washington Post has dropped the story Trees, I don't believe – I believe we talked about this before we hopped on that neither of us have really read the entire story. We've read kind of the beginning of it. We've gotten an understanding of the names, but we're not in a position where we're comfortable enough to discuss the story uh, on a deeper level than just kind of the beginning of the, the article. I'm sure more news will continue to break throughout this weekend and I'm into next week when we record next. So we want to touch up on the subject. It, the story dropped right before we hopped on. Um, it is – it is pretty disgusting, though, that that's happening in an NFL front office, and it has to make you think, how many other front offices is this taking place in? You know, that's kind of where the question comes from me. But the the Washington football team as a coaching staff and for the players, they have the right guy at the helm in Ron Rivera. This is something that he literally just dealt with in Carolina with their owner and him, you know, being forced out and them getting a new one. This is a good spot for Washington, this may be the only positive that comes out of this end. But aside from the name change, is having Ron Revere as your coach and someone who can set and start a culture and get things heading in the right direction. 
If you're a Washington football fan, that's the one thing that you can be excited about in this mess because everything else that's coming out is not going to be pretty. And I have a feeling more information will be continuing to leak. The people that have, you know, made these allegations or not, I, w- I shouldn't even say alleg- that have just reported the things that have taken place to them, the assault that has been placed. Uh, more people are just going to be like, you know what? Forget the fact that I could potentially be sued or charged for this. The truth needs to come out. And once it all comes out, I don't think there's much of a case um, against them. Does that make sense? But, Teresa, if there's anything else that you want to add to this, feel free to do so. But other than what I just said, I don't have else much to add to it. Yeah, I want to read it more before I really dive into it. I don't want to like speak out of place or anything. So we'll talk about it more next episode. Um, the one thing that I did notice was – like Jay Gruden wasn't involved in it so far, like right? He was not. He was not mentioned in the report, which I thought was interesting because I thought he for sure would be one of them. Not because I think that he's that type of person. Just if it, head people are up there, you know, head coach could have easily been up there as well. So um, interesting, but yeah, we'll read through it over the next course, the course of the next couple of days. Next episode, we'll dive into this a little bit. So moving on to other players that did not get long-term deals during the tag portion. So that obviously passed the other day. So players, Dak Prescott, A.J. Green, uh, Matt Judon, uh, Simmons, Shaq Barrett, uh, Thunny, uh, Anthony Harris, Bud Dupree, Brandon Sheriff, uh, Hunter Henry, Leonard Williams, a fair amount of players did not get long-term deals after they got tagged this year, uh, which is not unheard of, right? Like, there's a, there's always like this. But out of all of these ones, which one surprised you the most that they didn't get something done? Um, Honestly, uh, Shaq, Barrett, uh, Dak, I definitely thought they'd get that done. But honestly, those are about the two. Uh, Simmons, the safety for the Broncos, I really thought they'd get that lined out as well just because he is a top safety, but maybe they just kind of want to see where the market is, or maybe they're they're wanting to be in a good spot to where they can have him reset the market, uh, depending on how next year goes for them and kind of how that offense works out uh, with having Gordon, you know, and Lindsey and those re- the receiving core and your tight ends and your rebuilding your offensive line. Just take the year to kind of see where the, the weaknesses are in your offense and maybe your defense and kind of the value that he does bring. But the thing with Dak, dude, I feel bad for him. That should have been taken care of. And I heard today that there was reports that they got pretty close to it right at the deadline, but because he didn't sign the franchise tag, they couldn't get an extension on the time, so they couldn't get his actual deal done in place. Like, they couldn't get the the deal in place done because he hadn't signed the franchise tag beforehand. I mean, that sucks, but at the same time, like... You, that's the risk you take by not yeah, signing. You had all freaking so, offseason. You know, like, so I get that. Um, For me, yeah, Shaq Barrett's a big one. Shaq Barrett's also going to be in a huge fight right now because of if he is going to get tagged as a D end or an outside linebacker. That's a, I think it's a two and a half million dollar difference of getting paid. I think it is either 15, I think it's 15.3 or 17.8. Maybe it's 15.8 as well. Maybe it's just two million dollars. But I mean, I would be fighting for that, too. Again, if you're a one-on-one-year deal, you have no security blanket. If you get hurt, yeah, I'm going to want every last penny of that. So I would be fighting for that $2 million as well. You lead the the league in sacks, and 
you, you don't get edge rusher money, that would I'd be upset. Super upset. By the way, he's not in the top ten in edge rusher ratings in Madden. So yeah, that's fun. Um, don't worry. So the most of them have leaked at this point, but like everything comes out tomorrow. So uh, Friday, everything comes out. So next episode, I've actually already got a sheet ready of all the teams. Like I just fill in the blanks. It is going to be a Madden fest. Our next episode of just talking about rankings. Um, just because this is a Jesse Bates podcast, he is 79 overall again. He was last year. How does a guy of his talent get to 79? It pisses me off. So mad. Anyways, we'll get into it more next episode. Um, another signing that happened is Jason Peters. So we actually talked about this like a month ago when Brandon um, Brooks got hurt. Yeah. I think I said, why wouldn't they just bring back Jason Peters and just move him to guard? Bingo, bango. That's what they're doing. So, great signing. Like, a guy that knows the culture, knows the team, an all-pro freaking future Hall of Famer at tackle. Guy can't move as fast anymore. Move him into guard, and uh, you get Miles Sanders rolling this year. Oh, you got to freaking love it because you get his size and his veteranism, and it's like, hey, whoever else is coming in to play tackle, like, I got you. Like, if you need any help, let me know. It was a pretty damn good one myself. Uh, glad to be here to help. Uh but damn, good good for Jason and good for the Eagles. You don't like seeing Brooks go down, but it's at least you have a good replacement there with Mr. Peters. Yeah, speaking of going down, uh, you have you're starting to see some injuries as well. So Kevin Harmon, the wide receiver for the Redskins, was a yep. rookie of last year. He tore his ACL, and you hope that players aren't pushing themselves too hard the week or two before training camp. Um, and those injuries start to happen. So you hope that that, uh, that doesn't happen. Um, what else happened? Um, Mostert requested a trade from the 49ers, upset with his pay, uh, going to be making about $6 million over the next two years. Uh, yeah, like it's not ideal money, but guess what? Tevin Coleman's making a lot. McKinnon's still making a lot. It's hard to put that much money into running backs. And he's not asking for like top dollar money. He actually has come out and said, I just want to be paid like Tevin Coleman. I get it, but also you're 28 years old. Really, it was like a not even half of a year breakout for you. Um, you're a talented player. I get it. Go get your money. You're, again, he's 28. He realizes this is the time to get paid even next year, even if he has a good year this year. Next year, nobody's going to want to pay a 29-year-old running back. Like, this is yep. his chance. So I 100% get what he's coming from, but I also 100% understand what the Niners are doing by saying, nah, we're good. We're good. I just, I mean, you have a good year. Like, so I get it. Like, you want to be rewarded for that, but you're also older, and you have one good year. You had a great run into the playoffs, but now you just, now you're wanting this money, and then you want to be traded. Like, why would you want to be traded? You're in a good freaking situation. Like, you're in a good team. Just reproduce, you know, keep that same production, and then maybe someone next year is going to be stupid enough to pay you. And I know that's, that's kind of harsh to say, you know, that maybe it goes against the player, and that's something that we support. Like, you know, these guys deserve to get paid for dealing with the punishment that they are. But being at this point in your career, and now you're having a breakout, and, you, you know, you do well in the playoffs – 
I guess, I mean, maybe they should just pay him a little bit, give him a two-year deal, similar to what the Chiefs did with Damian Williams. They gave him a two-year, $10 million deal. If you're the, the freaking 49ers, just do that. Because he's probably going to do the same thing next year, exactly what Damian Williams did. That you have to love and you have to appreciate. But if you're Mozart, where are you going to be traded to? Who's who's looking for a running back at this point in the year that they might not already have set in place? Instead, you're setting yourself up to go to a situation on a team that has a hurt running back, and now they need someone, and you're probably going to end up in a shitty situation. Yeah, you would. So he is going to make $2.6 million next year, and Coleman's going to make 4.3. So just over $1.5 million more per year is basically what he's wanting. Um, it'll be interesting how that plays out. Like, I think he know, he also understands, though, that it's not like he can hold out. Like, he knows that Coleman can take it, take it easily. He, he's got to know what type of athlete McKinnon is given. I understand McKinnon hasn't played a single snap for this team and is getting paid for the last two years. But if he comes back healthy and even only needs to carry, like, 20% of the workload, you know, like, so there's that. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, have you bought or downloaded Warren Sharp's uh, book yet? Sharp Football Analysis? I have not. You need to. Um, I'm reading it right now, and it's fantastic. Um, it's a long read. Uh, he talks about every team. He just goes into analytics for everything and just, like, going off of, like, QBR and um, everything, like completion percentage, com- um, all sorts of things. It's it's amazing. Really, really enjoy it. Uh, all of you, if you have not read it or haven't gotten it, go get it. Support him because he's just awesome. He, he works for uh, all sorts of teams as a consultant, uh, gets on ESPN quite a bit. He He's just awesome. He's I've been following him for a few years and finally decided to – pull the trigger this year to get that and i've loved every second of it it's it's awesome it's again it's a long read it's like 360 pages but um it's good so far um before we sign off though i listened to the silly radio show today with some silly dudes that uh wanted to talk about tv shows (laughs) and their favorite tv shows so I, we got we got to dive into this. So one, I'm glad that you like New Girl as well because I also agree New Girl is one of the best. Great. Um, and I'm sorry, correct me. Did you have Game of Thrones in your top five? I did. Okay, okay you did. Yeah, disagree with you on that for sure. Um, do you have it off of the top of your head? I'm sorry. Can you, I I'm I think I'm mixing all of your guys's up. I love that Matt brought up. Uh, Pinky Blinders. I think that's an awesome show. And I actually am the same as him that it took me like three times of watching the first two episodes before I started like enjoying it. So <laughs> same there. Um, yeah, yeah. So I had so, my top five was The Office, How I Met Your Mother, Game of Thrones, New Girl, and Breaking Bad. Okay. All right. Um. How I Met Your Mother, I used to really like that show, like, as it was going, and then, like, once I started rewatching it, I realized that I maybe didn't like it as much as I thought. Damn. Like, but, like, when it was live and stuff, 
I, I did enjoy it. So, um, so I decided to do my own. So here it is. So I did Sons of Anarchy number one because it's the greatest TV show of all time. Okay. It just is. Um, New Girl, I have on there. Uh, I do have Breaking Bad. Um, you guys, it was funny because you guys also talked about reality shows and how that, if you want to have that on there, you can or not. So I'm a sucker for the real world road rules challenge. Like I just am. I freaking <laughs> love that show. I just am. I don't know why, but like I watch it all the time. Like it, to me, it's just cool. So there's that. And then my fifth one, that's when it gets tough, dude. Picking out a fifth show is very tough for your top five. So, like, I have four that I really, really like. Uh, Bloodlines on Netflix is awesome. Uh, Weeds is awesome. Super funny show. Shit's Creek, I think, is funny. And then You. I really liked You, the first two seasons of You. Man, that show just creeps me out because that could li- literally freaking happen. It literally might be happening. It, it really might. <laughs> um, so, those are kind of where i'm at and if i wanted to bring sports into it like qb1 yeah. i also like QB, the show qb1 this might be a hot take but i kind of think that like 95 percent of sports movies or shows are garbage yeah they, they've just turned into being super cheesy and it comes down to the last play that has to be made every All time all the time yeah. It's just like, dude, like, just play the fucking football game. Yeah. Like, just play I, basketball. I just really like, yeah, I really just don't like sports shows and movies that much. Like, st- like remember the Titans? Classic. Love it. Sandlot? Classic. Good thing I t- turned my stuff off. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but, like, but for the most part, I think garbage. Anyways, that's just me. Okay. It, it was great to be back. Upset we only have one episode this week. We'll be back normal schedule next week and we'll get rolling so it's going to be a good time missed you buddy so you can always find us at talking underscore football on twitter you can find me at justin trace you can find austin austin seaham 33 when are you going to get a new name by the way i don't know no one brought any new mentions to me i thought someone would have something clever ain't shit well all right well we'll start thinking about it so All right, everybody. We appreciate you guys. We missed you guys as well. And tonight we've been talking to the ball.